You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days, or should I say, uh, Game of Thrones instant uh, reaction podcast. Uh, it's Sunday night. Uh, we recorded six episodes today. This one is supposed to be posted like Wednesday or Thursday this week, but um, all of us just watched uh, Game of Thrones, so we're going to move things around a little bit, and now uh, we're going to post this one tonight. So we're going to discuss Game of Thrones first for a few minutes, and then uh, we'll get to the Kansas City Chiefs. If you don't want to hear about Game of Thrones in the uh, show notes, I will say which minute to skip yeah, to. Yeah, let me know when to skip to. <laughs> yeah, Akiva does not really care about Game of Thrones. He watches it, but very casually. I, he was refer- And I don't want yeah. to talk podcast, but this is a football show. I'm a football guy. I'm not a Game of Thrones you guy. You guys talk about literally everything. This is not only football. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Cole, that and this is our this is our guest Cole, our millennial Game of Thrones expert. Cole, the, the you know how many podcasts there are? Chester listens to fourteen different Game of Thrones podcasts. It is so unnecessary for us to talk about this. How many Nobody's Seinfeld podcasts are there? There's there's two. There's fewer, but there's a lot of football podcasts. All right, hold on a second. Most popular ones. Can we just point out the biggest problem with this episode, which was an incredible episode and can barely breathe, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Mm -hmm. Why doesn't the dragon just shoot the Night's King with fire and then, like, that entire thread is finished? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he was, was, like, reeling once he got hit. But but Danny didn't know that. Like, John hadn't told her yet. About the Night's King? Yeah, he did. He said I looked in his eyes. But he didn't know. She doesn't know that if you kill the Night's King, they all, like, vanish. But okay, but she knows that he's like the head of them, and in any battle, you try and kill the general of the army. I think they were they were just trying to save their homeboys first. I agree, but uh, you know why not? I mean, like especially a, at, hold on after he throws down. the first spear, though he throws yeah. the first spear at that point, like spear throw, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I can't I can't argue with that. There's I, I'm gonna have to like write emails to all the podcasts. There's got to be an explanation because that's just like a massive gap in logic right there. I mean, so they're, they're, they're going off book now, so they can do whatever they want. It doesn't have to be yeah. logical. I mean, I could not breathe. Uh, first of all, I thought Tormund was a goner for sure. And then when Tormund made his comeback, yeah. I was like literally crying tears of joy. Yeah, you shouldn't admit that. What, yeah. can I, <laughs> let me give you my take from the episode, guys. To me, it was so good. And, and I agree. I was also super nervous the whole time in the snow and the ice. There's no reason to have had the Sansa Arya scenes. Like, I, I get ultimately, I know we needed the. Uh, the Tyrion Daenerys scene, but I almost wish like maybe that could have ended last week's episode because I think this needed to be a standalone episode. That that would have been amazing, even if it's only a forty minute episode, a standalone episode of of them, you know, chasing after the the White Walkers and all that stuff. That's like that's everyone's talking about tomorrow. Like, oh, this is the best episode of the whole series. 
All right, well, you brought up Sansa Arya, so let's talk about them for a second. Uh, both their motivations don't really make any sense. So we've already, you know, I'm, well, I, I guess I shouldn't take for granted because maybe you guys don't listen to 8,000 podcasts like I do. But no. on every podcast I listen to, everyone no. was saying how it is impossible to believe that Arya is going to fall for Littlefinger's ruse. Like her whole thing, as she brought up in this episode with the Game of Faces, is she knows when people are trying to play her, people are lying to her. So for her to fall for Littlefinger, when even Rob and Cat and Cat, when they got the letter from Sansa in season one, they immediately said, "Oh, this is coming from the Queen, not from Sansa. Sansa doesn't have a choice here." Right. So why Arya is pissed at Sansa for that? A makes no sense. And then Sansa's reaction: Why is Sansa sending Brienne away? Why is Sansa like confiding with Littlefinger? Like, what the hell is Sansa doing? Well, Arya sees the world in a very black and white way. There is no shades of gray with her. So she, it's either a yes or a no to her. But, but I mean. She, that's how a child thinks. She's not a child anymore. She's a faceless man. She's, like, really smart. She's not acting that way right now. All right. Let's move past that for a second. Explain Sansa's behavior. Why is she sending Brienne away? It's impossible to comprehend. I don't understand it either, to be honest. Especially, like, in the previous scene where she – like, I understand why Littlefinger wants Brienne away because Littlefinger wants everyone away who can protect Sansa. But he didn't even want her away, as I understood it. He wanted to play them against each other. Well, he, well that's well, what I kind of thought. I thought he said, yeah, you want Brienne to be here to protect you from Arya. Yeah. She and sent Sansa's, him away on, on her own. Yeah. Sansa's behavior is, is very Erratic. impossible to understand. Yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on with Sansa. I agree with Keith. It's a slight uh, a slight uh, negative on, on this amazing yeah, episode. I, I, it could have been last week's episode. I, I, think, uh, I, I think we could have just spent all our time with Jon Snow and crew. And, to and, to and me, the biggest issue is how is how is um, Danny and John and whoever else how are they going to defeat the White Walkers? They're going to defeat the White Walkers because the dragons are going to be able to shoot at them, right? And if that's the case, wanting to shoot at them now and then the whole season is finished. I just didn't understand that part. Yeah, I mean that they, that might even not be next episode. That this we, that's probably a season eight conflict. Yeah, well, I, but when yeah, whenever just, it is, I've decided a long time ago this season that. I thought this season was going to be either the Iron Throne victory or the the victory over the White Walkers, but I don't think either one of those is happening this episode or yeah, this season. I don't, I it's agree. all going to be season I agree. We're out of time. We're out of time. Yeah, they're keeping every. Well, did, did you see the next week on? I did not. No, I don't watch those. Maybe the, uh... Oh, really? So we can't discuss that. Don't watch those. Oh That's man! Cool. All right, you're a real. Uh, uh, all right, fine. I like so to be I. Surprised. I, I... <laughs> All right, so so I won't. John says one line in the in the scene that's surprising, and like that's the only line of dialogue basically in the whole thing. Um, and other than that, it's just like quick shots. And I mean, not only do I watch those, Cole, but I watch like twenty minute YouTube analyses where they freeze frame each like thing and like make predictions. And you don't have to tell us you're a nerd, man. <laughs> oh, I don't have to tell anyone. I know it's well known. Um, all right, <laughs> uh, Keeve is like rolling his eyes so hard he doesn't want to talk about Game of Thrones. So should we switch to the Chiefs? Yeah, let's talk Chiefs. Everyone wants Chiefs talk. More Chiefs talk. All right, okay, literally fine. everyone. All right. Okay, so at the six-minute mark, we stop talking about Game of Thrones. We start talking about Chiefs. I'll write that in my notes. Uh, six-minute mark. All right, so let's talk about the Chiefs. Cole's here to talk about the Chiefs. Last year, this team went 12-4. and four, And um, nevertheless, Akiva and I, who both made our power rankings independently, almost uh, identical. I have the Chiefs 17. I thought, boy, that's really low. Akiva has them 18. Uh, their overall ranking is 18. For a team that went 12-4, and four, um, very surprising, Cole, or, or, or not surprising given some uh, sort of the bad mojo they've had in the offseason? I mean, I don't think it's surprising on, from a national perspective because that's how the national perspective has always been on the Chiefs. Well, I mean, it just it seems like this team created unnecessary turmoil all offseason. I mean, they fired John Dorsey. The the quarterback situation's up in the air. They, I, mean, you know, I mean, tell us as a, from the local perspective then, how do you feel about the offseason? Uh, 
I have a more optimistic perspective than a lot of fans, particularly like my dad, for one. Um, but I, I yeah, because your dad's witnessed forty years of failure, and you've only witnessed fifteen years of failure. Well, so I, the John Dorsey thing was the most shocking thing to me. I, the Jeremy Macklin thing wasn't that big of a deal to me. Uh, Jamal Charles being cut was expected, heartbreaking for me, but expected. Um, but no, the John Dorsey thing that came out of left field for me. I that I had no idea that was coming. Um, but overall, I, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal of an offseason. I think nationally, people thought it was a lot worse than it really was. And I, I, I also, I don't think that there's a, a really a quarterback controversy per se. I think they're going to, Andy Reid is going to handle that. I don't really think there's anything to there. Alex Smith's been killing it this preseason. Yeah, I mean, Pat Mahomes, to, to Akiva and I, who are older than you, was a uh, reliever for the Twins and then later for the, uh, for the Mets. Uh, his son, well, we'll see how he is as an NFL quarterback. But, you know, look, I've always been on this podcast seen as the Alex Smith guy. Uh, let's, um, you know, the the offense is a, is a bit of a transition. Jeremy Macklin gone. Uh, Jamal Charles gone. Obviously, they didn't do too much last year. Uh, you've brought in uh, Kareem Hunt and C.J. Spiller, but uh, obviously Spencer Ware, the lead guy there. And it doesn't seem like it really matters who the running back is for the Chiefs. They always manage to run the ball. Um, but you think Alex Smith is starting all 16 games unless he gets injured? Yeah, I, I would I would say so, yeah. Uh, um, uh, barring... Us falling from falling from the sky and us starting zero and six or something catastrophic like that. But he he really has like Alex Smith has been playing really really well this year, and I, I do believe that part of that is just the pressure of having a guy behind him that could supplant him. Well, I mean, look, once upon a time he was playing really well, and Colin Kaepernick supplanted him anyway, uh, even though he was playing well that season. So you know, there's been precedent of uh, you know even when he plays well, we know what his limitations are. Well, he's playing better than he was that season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Alex Smith can, without a doubt, lead you to the playoffs, obviously. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I guess the thought is, can he win a Super Bowl for Also, you? when's it going to fall apart for him? Like, eventually, all these old quarterbacks, like, they're not going to be good forever. He's I'm not, not that saying, old. I'm not, I'm not saying that I want him three years from now. I'm saying I want him this year. See, because you're our millennial Game of Thrones correspondent, Cole, you don't even remember Pat Mahomes' father, who pitched for both mine and Chester's. Did, did you listen to anything I said, Akiva? This already was discussed. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm still, I'm still reacting from Game of Thrones. Yeah, by the way, Alex Smith is younger than us. He's not that old. Are, are you serious? I thought Alex Smith was like 36. No. no 33. 34. You're younger than us. Yeah, he was drafted uh, you know, the same year as Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Yeah, he's 33. May 7th is his birthday. I'm, oh, happy I'm birthday. Drunk. As you as you people say, the kids. But yeah, no, I I think this year, uh, I think he he's for sure our starter this year, and he'll probably be cut next year uh, as long as the coaching staff think sees Mahomes progress through practices this year. So hold on, he's going to do so well this year that he's going to be have no value next year, is what you're saying? No, I just don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think you're going to get much trade value. I can say cut. I think they're not going to get much trade value for him. Well, that means that he must not be having a very good year this year. No, I think it's a 34-year-old quarterback that historically teams don't uh, think very highly of. All right. Keeve, uh, Keeve, never a fan of Alex Smith. I mean, we traded two seconds for him. If you get you know, a second, a fourth, or a third and a fourth, I, four years, five years later, I think that's a win. You know, I was looking through all the old DVOAs of the Chiefs, and really one thing like comes up every single time. It's like we're slightly above average on offense. We're like the exact same slightly above average on defense, but we have like a top three special teams, which if you have like a league average offense and a league average defense. I don't agree with slightly above average on defense. You think they were below or they were way or they were 
Well, they were definitely way above average on defense. I, you know, all last year, slightly above average on offense is fine. They were 14th last year. Yes, obviously there have been years where they were an elite defense, but last year was not one of them. Last year probably wasn't one of them. We had some injuries. But the point is, there, you know, Andy Reid. Even though when the, you know, from one o'clock to four o'clock, he's not a good coach. But the the other 165 hours of the week, he's you know a top five coach. So you're saying primetime games, he's on. <laughs> oh, good call, good call. Listen, you know, you and you, you know. You got to wake up early in the morning to outsmart me. Um, <laughs> so, so you're not really concerned about you know some of these offseason moves. No, Jeremy Macklin. I I loved the move when he came here, but I really don't think we need need when when he signed here. We did not have a talented offense in terms of the wide receiving core. Travis Kelsey was a lot younger. Uh, our running back. We we were in the transition from Charles to the new guys. We just didn't have a guy. Um, but now we're we're a lot more stable, and I don't really think we needed him. So that's not, not a worry to me. I'm talking about like the bigger issues than Jeremy Macklin. Like D- John Dorsey is fired in June, right after they spent the whole offseason. I'm not going to lie, that was shocking. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's not the kind of thing that's done with a team that's sort of in a good position. From what I heard, it was a because dis- Andy Reid signed his contract, and then like less than an hour later, John Dorsey had been fired. So from what I had heard. Andy Reid was very displeased with how the Jeremy Macklin uh, cut was handled and more or less said it, it's either me or him. And there have been reports affirming and denying that, but that's the from what, the sense of what I've gotten. Yeah, this is a team also. I think you don't have a first-round pick next year. Is that correct? Uh, no. Is that a and thing? They, I don't know. I think we do. Yeah. No, they've, they don't, right now they don't have a 2018 first-round pick. Uh, they're way over the cap for next year. So this is sort of the last year of this era, um, you know, whether it's Pat Mahomes or whatever. Ne- next year is going to be rebuilding or a seamless transition if Pat Mahomes becomes, you know, like a great quarterback right away. So this is the last year of this little run, at least with the current uh, team put together. And, um, you know, what are, what are your expectations? Like what will you be considered uh, – what will you consider a successful season? Well – as for the the roster or the cap space next season, Alex Smith is a twenty point six million dollar hit. You cut that, and you have space all of a sudden. I mean, look, I, I haven't studied their cap recently, but um... I'm just telling you that <laughs> okay, you know right. that helps. <laughs> okay. Um, but as for this year, uh, I think our offense is better than it was last year, especially with with the as as long as Smith stays with the fire that he has under him right now. I mean, he's he has made some throws that I've never seen him make in, in the past four seasons. Um, the defense so far has been healthy. Uh, Justin Houston, for the first time in three years, is fully healthy. Uh, we haven't had any major injuries so far. You hope that's the case so far, but we haven't had any early season injuries like so many teams have already been afflicted with. All right, so again, what, what would you consider a successful season in January? Look back on the season. We have to make the playoffs. Yeah, okay. And so make the playoffs, lose again. No, I to be a truly successful season, assuming no barring any catastrophic injuries, obviously, I would say you have to you have to make it at least the AFC Championship game. Oh wow! Okay, so you got high expectations there. So um, you know you don't like. Our I'm not saying season. win and go to the Super Bowl, but you have to at least make yeah, yeah. it to the AFC Championship. All right, so let's talk about the defense for a second. So Kiva said last year DVOA they were 14. Uh, not a lot of personnel changes really. You know, you bring in Benny Logan for Dontari Poe at defensive tackle, but other than that. Not too many uh, dramatic moves in the personnel. Well, in terms of Dontari Poe, Chris Jones is going to be more of his his replacement. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, Benny Logan is positionally his replacement, but in terms of uh, impact, it's going to be Chris Jones. Um, so a- after, you know, after Justin Houston, 
It feels like Derek Johnson's been around for 20 years, even though I know he hasn't. Maybe that's the Alex Smith corollary. He is the oldest player. He is the longest tenured player on the Chiefs right now. That's pretty good. It's usually, by the way, nowadays it's usually like a team's long snapper. I feel like half the Well, team. actually, I take that back. I think he's tied with uh, our kicker. I can't remember his name right now. I mean, this is head. Derek Johnson's 13th season. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. He was, flies, Trent Trent Green. Green. he was there with Trent Green. He was there with Trent Green. above average every year. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, and he's coming um, off of his second his second ACL or not ACL uh, Achilles tear. Yeah, I mean the truth is I like the defense, Chester. Like th- I think this could be a top. T- like you got Barry, you got Marcus Peters, Houston, you know Derek Johnson's corpse, Tom Bali. Like this is a serious this is a serious defense. I am you know I, I think that this is going to be a top ten defense this year. If you're if you're looking at the defense as it stands on their unofficial depth chart right now, I don't think Steven Nelson's going to be your starting uh, cornerback on the right side opposite of Marcus Peters. I think it's going to be Terrence Mitchell. He really came on last year. Terrence Mitchell. What about Philip Gaines? He's been terrible this preseason. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, he's been awful. You got one of the best kickers. I mean, this is, you know, the, again, the special team's going to be great again. I like this team. You want to go, you know, Chester, we have you not like done this team. Yet. You put them 18th in your power rankings after they went 12 and 4 I know, last I, I can change my mind. I'm not like you where I just come up with something. God. Chester, you, I'm going to throw so you for a curveball. why did you give me these numbers like four days ago? Chester, I'm going to throw you for a curveball, okay? We have not yeah, done you okay. this yet, but with young Cole, we're going to do it right now. Let's do the schedule, okay? Game by game. Okay. All right. Your first time all, you know, we've done like 15 of these at this point. All right. The Week first year one, I got it, I got it on. I didn't get it yeah. last year. Okay. Uh, week one, game one, you go to New England. Uh, Roger Goodell claims he's going to be there. Uh, hopefully he won't, or he'll get booed and he'll cry. And he'll, lie. <laughs> he'll definitely he'll, get booed whether or not he's there. He'll lie and, like, say he got cheered and, uh, you know. And uh, Oh, the cameras will find him if he's there. We will know. Well, unless he tells the cameras he's not allowed to be on the cameras. He's in charge of the cameras. Um, no, he's not. He's Roger Goodell in front of the network cameras? He's not in charge of the network cameras. There's no way he would go to the game and not be shown on, exactly. on the cameras. Exactly. There's not yeah, a chance. Say, no, no, no. But an owner can it, say, Akiva, by the way, an owner can Akiva say... Akiva is correct that he could make that order oh, and, yeah. like, he NBC would order. acquiesce. Hey, they would acquiesce. But he would never do that. What's I, the point of going... Then he'd be much more criticized to go there and hide. I, I, it's like, show me once, but then don't show me again. Also, like, you know, WWE, if they want... No, because he's going to be sitting in the owner's box. You're going to show him seven times in the if, game. If on the WWE, if they want you to cheer someone, but they're not getting over with the crowd, then they mute the boos. Which for okay, here's, here's a better bet. So here's a better. Will, if, he's, if he's there, will he be in Robert Kraft's box? No, I don't think so. No, he'll like be he in a separate box. Sit. I don't yeah, think he I can think so sit too. in an owner's box during a game, right? Isn't that sort of like... A, no, that's what he always does. He always, he always does, does that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if he can sit in Kraft's box though. That's I true. don't think I don't think they're friends anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're no buddy buddy anymore. All, All right, right so, so week, week one, one, win or loss, probably loss. Probably right. uh, week two. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, you're gonna get this right. <laughs> week two, hosting the Eagles. When? Week two, hosting the Eagles. What time? What do you mean when? He said I when. Said when? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I did this Kansas victory. Accent. The dub. It's so late. This podcast is falling apart. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. All right. The Los Angeles Chargers. Week three. Win. You're one and one. Victory. Okay. Dub. How do you want me to say this? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Rock Chuck Jayhawk. By the way, did you mention that you're that you were the Jayhawk? You, I feel like I let, let me ask yet, you a question. No. Let me ask you a question, Paul. Does that work on Tinder? Yeah, that's <laughs> outside, <laughs> outside of Lawrence, Kansas. How does that uh, work? 
Well, I have to translate it from in, in Lawrence, Kansas. I can be like, hey, I was a big J, but outside of Lawrence, Kansas, I have to be like, well, I was a mascot for KU. And then they're like, oh, really? Uh, good, kid, point. You know? good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah, the mascot doesn't work, but the, the Jayhawk in Kansas probably works. I think, but it, it's a very strong, like, in, in, on campus, attracts every girl, off campus, yeah. ret- retracts every girl. I don't know if it attracts <laughs> every girl, but at least makes them talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a conversation starter. I think, yeah. in general, mas- mascot equals friend zone. That's what I think. It's like a cool thing, but... I feel no, like, no, you know, not in, not in like big colleges. No way. A lot of not mascots are small, though. A lot of mascots like, oh, you can only fit in the suit if you're like five four, you know. So you're like the little guy. In the well, I'm six foot, so that's not an issue. Six, <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, all right, hosting the Eagles on Monday Night Football, really one of the great rivalries in the NFL. The we Chiefs talked about this. I said Redskins. it was a win, and the I said it's hard to write a win. The R words, the R words. Chiefs, Redskins, great one of the great rivalries in the NFL. Monday Night Football. Win. Native American slur against Native American slur. Yes, it's two. Win, victory, dub. All right, so you're three and one. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then you go to Houston the next week. Victory. Right, in Houston. Win. All right. All right. We Houston. have owned the Texans. Are you kidding me? You're going to give me I don't know. Akiva thinks the Texans are a Super Bowl contender this year. No, I didn't say that, but I like the Texans. Then hosting the Steelers. Win. Okay. So who are they losing to? I guess no. nobody's the answer. <laughs> um, then four days later, they go to Oakland. Short week Thursday night. We'll lose that. Five and one. Okay, fair enough. Now a very low. You have eleven days between games. Monday night football again. A lot of a lot of primetime Chiefs. Four primetime games in October, and it's cra- like you will see so much Chiefs if you're the, if you like. You're and still this is even if you like the Chiefs, they're a really boring team. That's a lot. It's a lot of Chiefs because. The, the game with Pittsburgh, that could be a national game if the Chiefs start out as hot as Cole says they will. And then the week after the four national games in October, they go to Dallas, and that is probably a national game unless the Chiefs are terrible or for some reason the Cowboys are terrible. So Cole, before your time, your, your franchise actually started in Dallas. I, I am aware, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five and two, you host the hated Broncos on Monday night. Well, Andy Reid, I believe, is his current record is 15 and two or 16 and two off bye mm-hmm. week, so we'll go with a win. No, that's not off the bye week yet. That's not off the bye week. Oh, uh, 11 days might as well be a bye week. Oh, fair point. Fair point. That's a fair point. See, this guy keeps one-upping me. All right. Uh, six and two, and then you go to Dallas the week before the actual bye week. We'll, we'll say that's a loss. All right. So six and three. Andy Reid does his magic. You go to New Jersey. Do you beat the Giants in New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. So now we are uh, seven and three. You go to the state. Of, you uh, go home and play a team from the state of New York. That's the Buffalo Bills. Oh, win that. Win that. Okay. Victory. Eight and three? Yeah. Eight and three. And then you go to the uh, vaunted New York Jets uh, defense. Uh, I guess we'll say a win there, I guess. All right. Nine and three. Now, you lost to the Raiders on the road. Do you beat them at home? We have swept them the last two years, I think. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr plays well against everyone but us. So mm-hmm. I feel like we'll have to say we win. Okay, so now you're ten and three. I didn't know we were talking about one of the best teams in the NFL this week, Chester. I, I have you not listened to Cole for the first twenty minutes of this podcast? I didn't okay. know that we were unclear on this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, now you host the the Los Angeles Chargers on well, Saturday Night Football. We'll go ahead and say we lose that because I just I you know it's it's hard to say we, you sweep the division, mm-hmm. which well, I know I didn't say this year. Let me ask you a question, uh, Cole. What if you went to a bar tonight and you told the girl, like, hey, I was just on a podcast? That helps. <laughs> no, that doesn't help me. That doesn't help you. 
No. Uh, what if it was like cereal and you're like the most recent like you know? You know what? I, I'll give you this. I did. I did. I. I am talking to a girl currently, and I did mm. mention that I was on a podcast night, and she did like to have that. We had a little conversation about it. Okay, so, she likes uh, comedy bang bang. She likes. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's a podcast listener, but she at least. Oh, knows okay. What they are. So she knows what they are. Oh, yes, <laughs> they knows of their existence. Only the smartest. People. So she will not be listening to this episode. <laughs> uh, I, she hates football, so probably not. Uh, yeah, you should. Yeah, but um, does she like you? Well, t- to be determined. We'll yeah. I, I think so. Out. So far, make the playoffs so we could get a Tinder update. I'm gonna mess it up somewhere. Like she likes me so far, though. All right, so we got the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Dolphins. Three straight home games. Um, and so you have the char- what are the Chargers? You have them beating, I assume. No, he, he said that's a loss. Oh, that's he said a, that's a loss. Oh, we said the Raiders. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Ten and four. They're ten and four. Well, fine. The end of the the triple home stand, uh, hosting the Miami Dolphins. We'll say it's a win, a victory, and, go, and a dub. Going to Denver week seventeen. You know, and you could have a buy on the line in that game. Win. Wow. So that's twelve and four. Wow, twelve and four again. The team that just did it last year, so unbelievable. (laughs) Well, I feel like you're you're like alienating all your fans here. Um, Listen, not as as Chiefs fans. Kansas City, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I I mean, the listeners. In Cole's defense, the Chiefs losses last year: seven points on the road to Houston, annihilated by the Steelers, by two to Tampa, and by two to Tennessee. That Tampa game hurt. you lost four four games, and two of them were insanely close, and the other and another one was yeah. So but they had a lot of really close wins. I mean, like the one at Atlanta, yeah. for example, jumps yeah, out to me. And that game and was week awesome. One, yeah. Week one, the game in Denver. I mean, they they had a couple blowout wins. They blew out the Colts on the road. They blew out the Jets. Um, yeah, I mean, they beat the right. They beat Atlanta, like you said, by one point. All right, so Cole, the over under for this team is is nine. I assume you're taking the over. How could you not? Well, if you're this confident, well, you should bet. I mean, bet Vegas, like, Vegas has put that line for a reason. I bet so. on them every single year. <laughs> All right. I put you my bet over every year? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess I have been lately, yeah. <laughs> Keith, are you going over or under that nine? I would stay away if I had, you know, it, like, if I, this would no, not no, be no, 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 no. Gun to your head. Don't give me that I'm shit. I'm thinking. I understand. I understand. Listen, another another Kansan putting a gun to a Jewish person's head. That's really I didn't even mean that. I didn't mean that. I did not mean that. Wow. All right. I didn't mean it. All right. We're keeping that in, though. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean it. I meant sort of like. Um, nine. Yes, that is the under. line. I'm going under. I'm going under. So yeah, I predict. I think they might go nine and seven, but but nine is we, we hate the we hate the full number lines. If it was eight and a half, I go over, and obviously it was nine and a half, I go under. That's the why full, they make the full number lines are bullshit. Like they are. I agree. I agree. I have them winning nine games. I think if I had to make a decision, I think I'd go under though. I think you there's guys, more avenues. You guys, wait, can we make a season long bet on this? Like, can we do something? Like, you're both under and I'm over. No, because we just said we're not super confident about it. Yeah, I think they're about a nine and seven team. If you want, if you want to put it a nine and a half, I'll take the under happily. Like you said, they went twelve and four. It's not like we're going to be shocked out of our minds if they go eleven and five or twelve and four again. I think most of America would be. Most of it America's, was a surprising twelve and four. Can I just my my brother gave me a very s- smart and succinct line at one time. The general public at large is dumb as a box of rocks. Individuals are less so. So, so are we individuals or the general public here? In my opinion, you're the general public. 
All right, uh, let me uh, ask you as a millennial who probably doesn't know most of these guys. On my all-time uh, inside linebacker rankings, where does Derek Johnson match up? Every inside linebacker in the history of the National Football League. What no, number is he? That's an absurd question. 82. <laughs> Slips into the top 100? I don't, I don't know. Oh, he's much better than that. He's number 35. Oh, there right. you go. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Just he's a really good linebacker, but... Like, he's really good. He's been with one team for 13 years. How many old yeah, pros does he have, Chester? He has uh, – he was a first-timer once and a second-timer once. All right, so that's uh, that's a good player. That's just – he's a good player with a lot of longevity. He's a Hall of Very Good. Yeah, Not even. He's the Hall of Pretty Good. He's the Hall of – okay. one old pro. Right. You're, you're well, I mean, Akiva, to be clear, only the top 12 are Hall of Famers. And then, you know, so he's 35. He's he's nowhere right. near the Hall of Fame. All right, we're not doing the roster I game. I didn't say he's Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think, well, I hold think on. Let's see. There's there's one Kansas City Chief above him in my ranking, and he is a Hall of Famer. Do you know who that is? A Hall of Fame middle linebacker for the Derek Chiefs. Thomas. No, no he was an outside linebacker. linebacker. Oh, middle linebacker. Before your time, though. Yeah. He played in the 60s and 70s, so. Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Willie Lanier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know William Lanier, but I, off the top of my head, I wasn't going to pull yeah, that yeah. out of my head. No, that's not fair. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right. Uh, would All right, you like to guess where I have Derek Thomas? Hold on. Hold on. Would you like to guess where I have Derek Thomas in my outside linebacker rankings? <laughs> I, would, I would hope top ten. I have a number eight. But I have one chief higher than him. Bobby Bell is number five. I, Derek Thomas, I mean, Classic he's Bobby up there with LT. No, uh, no, he's not up oh, there. Did we tell you that we saw Dalton's at a different level? Dad Pitt for the Mets and the Twins. We told you that. <laughs> I don't. What did you just listen? Say? We've recorded like seven podcasts today. It's after midnight. It's yeah. after Game of Thrones. I'm very tired. Yeah. Um, but All right, Cole. Thanks so much for joining us. Listen, if they're going twelve and four, they're going to be in the playoffs again. You're going to be back on this podcast to, uh, uh, you know, uh, make us eat crow in we need uh, a January code for the Tinder so. date. Like, if the Tinder date uh, went well, give us like the eyeball emojis because that's what. Yeah, tweet, tweet at us subtly to let us know. <laughs> if, if nothing happened, give us like uh, what's a, what's like a negative, like a thumbs down, a thumbs emoji. down, thumbs, thumbs down. down emoji. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I right, Cole. Thanks so well, much for coming uh, on. This was the I will see you guys. I will talk to you guys in a few months. I have zero doubt in my mind about this. Are you talking about for the playoffs? Or are yes. you coming on to like rank the top ten podcasts at the end of the year or something like that? I don't know enough about that to be of okay. any use. What's your but favorite podcast But I will talk to you call? about football. Your guys' podcast, duh. Oh, that's so nice. That's that's very kind. To like, be honest, like I, don't listen to the the I, I honestly don't listen to any other podcasts. The playoff odds for the Chiefs, by the way, are yes, minus 130, no, plus 110. So, all okay, right. It's really even. Uh, a little, a little better than even. That's pretty good. Yeah, I that's mean, pretty listen, good. Listen, we think we haven't. We, this is the first uh, AFC West team we're talking about, right? Um, I guess they're making the playoffs at eight and eight. If you guys are right. <laughs> no, I just think I, 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 you know, maybe people are overrating the Raiders, and we don't know who the Broncos' quarterback is, and the Chargers are like playing in like a twelve thousand seat stadium, and who knows what's going. I don't happen. think they're underrating the Raiders. The Raiders are going to be really good this year. It's going to, it's going to be a shootout. Bad, but there's definitely regression going to come from from that whole team. Like, yeah, it keeps down on the Raiders. Not super down, but we'll get to them. We'll get. Yeah. To them. I think the thing about the Raiders that scares me is we've. I think we've swept them the last two years in a row, and I don't think that happens this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, you yeah, know, I agree with that. All right. Well, best of luck to the Chiefs. Um, uh-huh, and, uh, sure. you know, hopefully they go 11 and 5 or 12 and 4. Best of luck to you and this uh, this lady friend who you told us before the podcast is extremely attractive. Um, no, that's a different one. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that one didn't respond back, I'd assume. No, no, no. So I have the girl that I'm actually talking to, and then I just happened to match with the other one. I was like, wow, she's I attractive. It. I got it. All right. So now you definitely don't want the one you're talking to to listen to this podcast. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. The, I know the attractive yeah. one's not – no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I didn't say the one I'm actually talking to is not un- is not attractive. She's yeah, very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> is, is one of your oh, okay. pictures – is one of your pictures you as the Kansas Jayhawk? Didn't I ask that? I have a – no, not of me. It would just be a picture of a mascot. I have pictures with them. Oh, and it's like – okay, fine. So you just love mascots according to the people who are looking at your pictures. <laughs> I'm best friends with two big blue birds. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. How, All right, cool. Thanks Kansas, so much for joining us. How's the Kansas football oh. team looking this year? Uh, four wins. That's my number. That's a, that's a good season. They, they call that like the golden era in Kansas. Okay, right? four wins would be the most we've had, I believe, since 2009. So, whatever happened to like Mangino? I love that guy. Well, we yeah. started out we started out the 2009 season five and zero. I'll tell you what happened to him. He Lou lost Perkins, ten pounds, shaved his mustache, and became Andy Reid. Lou Perkins went on a witch hunt, fired him. We after a seven game slide. Finished the season five and seven. He got fired, and it's been a disgraceful football team ever since. Chester, We're on the upswing, though. Chester, if I gave you, if I gave you a like a billion dollars without cheating, could you name the Kansas football coach? You couldn't. No. Jerry David Beatty. He's oh, he's he went Beatty. 0 and twelve at Beatty, and then he went two and ten. He's two and twenty two with the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's not a good job, but like he came in like. It was not like some power conference offensive. So Cole's prediction of four wins is even more ridiculous than his prediction of twelve wins for the Chiefs. I'm the same thing. No, like, it's all, not. I don't know anything about it, Beatty, but they got to get rid of him. He was freaking no, wide no, 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 get rid of Beatty. no. I just heard about him for the first time now, and I'm over him. <laughs> oh my god, football coach. He was high school football oh coach. My. These things. We're gonna have to have a whole separate he podcast the about rice, the Kansas football team. He was the rice. I will put you to shame. shame. Well, I'm gonna have to learn about this team. He was the Rice offensive coordinator in 2010. Then he like gets demoted. He becomes like a, a position coach for A and M. He moved uh, up to a more premier school. It's not a demotion. You have I understand. To, it's how I it works. I understand, but I it, I just feel like you could have done better. You know what? When you go from when you go from Mark Turner Mangino to Turner Gill, who's better to Charlie Weiss, they burnt the program to the ground. And David Beatty was the hey, only, the only we guy. We said to we're going to stop discussing Game of Thrones after six minutes. <laughs> I thought he was going to. I hate you guys. Hate. All right, Cole. This is a delight. Anytime you want to come on. Let's go. All right, Cole. Thanks so much. Have a good night, guys. See you guys later. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.